Welcome to Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. Tournaments play a big role in most skiers' lives, and this week the guys dive into some best practices when it comes to preparing for tournament season. Accountability for the whole picture. So, you know, you're training and you're skiing because everyone loves to do it, but, but you know, if you're competing, you need to have some some sort of guideline, to, you know, to follow. So the, the first thing, you know, again, going back to accountability, the first thing I want to do is is – is I, I don't need to know every tournament that I'm doing, you know, because, you know, we, we don't want to be so sterile with this that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark it on my calendar. If that's the way your brain works, that's even better. But but I want to have a general idea of what tournaments I'm doing, you know. So so it's, you know, I, I'm going to ski at least three records over these eight weeks. I'm going to ski regionals. I'm going to ski nationals. I'm going to ski worlds. What, whatever it is, you know, I, I think step one is, is have an idea – um, as tight as possible. And I'd imagine yours is probably quite, uh, nailed down. Um, given that, you know, I, I know you're a note taker. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, for me, you know, I look at the season whenever it comes out and I try to plan, you know, which, which events work in my schedule with works with my family and, and works with travel schedules and things like that. And then, um, you know, from there, I, I back up, you know, and, and from there, I think like, like you were talking about accountability. So, you know, we're, we're talking about like pick your tournaments. One of the things that I'll just sidebar real quickly, you know, I, I like to pick tournaments that, that people ski well in, you know, I mean, there is a reason why people, people ski well in these tournaments. Everybody has them in their local area. I mean, I'm not talking about picking ones that, you know, that drivers are weaving for you and things like that. Like that, that's not part of the equation, but what I'm talking about is, you know, I've got, I've got, uh, tournaments here where I know the drivers are, are high quality drivers. I know they've got high quality boats and high quality sites. So, you know, when I do go to, to look at tournaments in my area, I'm going to choose those, those, uh, events that I don't know, maybe they're higher prestige, but I mean, I, I just think they're, they're putting the skier first. And then that, that really shows when you, uh, when you look at performances, uh, yeah. throughout the book yeah. and, and over time. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think, one of the major things that uh, we've talked about in the past, but I still think you have to have goals, you know, and that does go back to your accountability. You have to set some season goals and some tournament round goals and things like that. Do you have, do you have anything that you, that you do going into a season or that you recommend your students to do Yeah, in that regard? Yeah, for sure. So like, so where I was going, that was like step one, you know, have, have the general outline of your summer, like what, what dates, because, because then you can, you can plan to peak and, you know, peak on those dates plateau in between, you know, and, and, and you don't end up over skiing, over training or over stressing, you, you know, if you don't, you know, if I don't need to be running 41 until September, I'm not, you know, August is just kind of is what it is. Like just for example. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and then back to where you're going. Yes. So once you have, uh, once you have your, your, once you have your, your, your rough outline in mind, then, then yes, goals. So what I do with, 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 with me, uh, for my own skiing and, and, and with, you know, the people I'm working with is early in the season. Like we covered this, you know, on, 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 uh, <clears throat> early season training, um, techniques, uh, a couple weeks ago, but early in the season, I want to, I want to have two different types of goals. I want to have, um, <clears throat> performance oriented goals. So that's, I want to run X, you know, however many times this year in tournament rounds. Um, and then I have, uh, more, uh, like title goals. So, you know, if it's, Hey, I, I want to win regionals. I want to win my state titles. I want to win, you know, collegiate nationals, you know, th- those types of goals. I think there's, there's two different ones. There's, there's performance and then there's, there's title goals. 
Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I think that that's really important to have in there, uh, you know, because if, if you're just practicing and then you go to tournaments and then it's, well, this is how it's going to go, then you get kind of these uh, widely varying results. And every once in a while, you'll knock it out of the park. But for the most part, I'd say that you tend to set yourself up to underperform or to, you know, obviously, yeah, not, not perform to up to your, up to the par that you're looking for. So, you know, having a, having, uh, you know, having your tournaments, set, having your goals set, what, what look, what does it look like next? What do we, what do well, we do? What do we do now that, what do we do now that we have this stuff? You know, oh, well, I go to the lake and I practice every day. Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, for me, then the next thing is game plan. Yeah. Game plan for practice, game plan for tournament. I don't know. What, it, yeah. where, where's your next? Well, step? yeah. Like, if, and for me, it's really just to, it's to, it's, it's to control emotions. It's to control, you know, sort of your, your training, uh, volume. Like for me, it, it's finding that, you know, so if, if I don't have a tournament for, let's say six weeks, I, I'm going to, I'm going to spend the first three weeks like really working on, on key items that I know are going to give me better results than I had last year. Um, Mm -hmm. and for me, it it just takes away the panic, you know, like, again, like if, if I, if I, if I want to win, you know, I want to win Canadian nationals in August, you know, so then I come mid July, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not stressed because I know how much time I have. So I don't, I don't just have to go out and, and just, you know, bang my head against a wall and try and peak every single set, every single set. I, I can build this thing. I can, I can build and build and build. And then when I, you know, I, I, when I, when I'm starting to, if I start skiing well too early, I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll decidedly not shut it down, but I'll, I'll taper it off a little bit, you know? Cause I, I mean, I don't need to be, I don't need to be maxed out for six weeks. I want to be maxed out for, you know, 10 days before a tournament. So I'll, I'll decidedly, you know, just maybe back my skiing off a little bit or take shorter sets or, or go ahead and take four or five days off, you know, and just sort of let your body regroup a little bit. Again, it's, it's building that timeline and it's, and it's trading, training accordingly. You know, I just, I see too many people and it's frustrating as a coach, you know, it's, it's March and Hey, how are you skiing? Great. I ran 28 off yesterday. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm almost a buoy off my personal best. And I'm like, well, that wasn't the question, you, you, you know, cause your goal isn't to run 28 off your goals run 32 off. So back to the question, how are you skiing? You, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's a, you have more time than you think. So if, if you have it laid out in front of you, then, then you can, you know, you can build and peak accordingly. I think I think uh, you know what you brought up there is is a huge huge thing, and that is to build into key tournaments, and to you know you start skiing good, and we all do it, and you start skiing good, and it's addictive. You know, all of a sudden everything comes together. It, it becomes really automatic. You you may have a few keys you're working on, but for some reason everything's clicking, and you feel invincible, and then what, what usually follows a super high run of skiing slump? Yeah. Why? Why? Because we were skiing so well, we over ski, we're having so much fun doing it. We just, we just do it too much. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, we, we, we took it too far and then we ski ourselves into slump. So, you know, just because you're skiing great. I, I mean, I think people would, will, will 
you know, have a, have a little bit of a shock there when they hear that you're, you're ramping down if you're peaking during a time at which you don't want to peak. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really key thing. And, and I wouldn't say that I was in, in my, in my pro skiing career that I was great at that, I but was, I, I was did terrible. have, I was terrible at it. <laughs> well, but it's, it's tale, tale of two stories, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, while you're going through it, you feel one way. And then when you're out of it, you can feel another way. And, and, and that's how we get better. And that's how we evolve. And that's how we become better coaches. And that's why we have this vision that we have to be able to share with others and hopefully have them Im implement it, you know, back into their game plan now early on and realize what, what you're saying is, is a professional way to go about looking at tournaments. And if we're going to ski tournaments, why wouldn't we attack it in the best possible way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So we have, you know, I guess, you know, that's like, the, that's the first thing. Just make sure you, you know, you know where you're going, know what tournaments you're going, you, that you're going to ski at, and then take the time leading up to the tournaments to get better. Right. Like don't like, unless you're, unless your goal is to run what you ran last year, that's fine too. But if it's like most of us, all of us, we all want to be better. Right. So, so mm -hmm. see the time for what it's really worth. Right. Don't, don't get stressed out two week, you know, two months before a tournament, don't get stressed out two weeks before a tournament, um, build, build accordingly. So, so, you know, if you're going to have six big events, you're going to have six peaks through the tournament or sorry, through the tournament season. Um, so, okay. From there then, <clears throat> how do you, how do you replicate or, or how do you best prepare for tournaments? Meaning, meaning, and I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll be a little clearer. That was, that was way out there. How do you, how do you train? So you are so you're, you know, most or best ready for tournament day. You know what I mean? Like for me, for me, it is, it is 100% that I, every day that I practice, I practice like it's a tournament. Yes. And, and so every single time that I set a, set a time during a day to go skiing, then I will show up before that time. I will, I like to set my skiing up in the same fashion that I'm going to set up a tournament day. Yeah. So in a tournament day, you know, I'm up in 10 skiers, you know, or let's say that's an hour for how your tournaments run in your local area. So in practice, I'm going to be at the dock an hour before I'm going to ski. Yeah. And then I'm going to go through my tournament routine before I practice every single day. Yeah. So that it becomes like the, that word routine, it becomes routine. You know, and we all have different ways of preparing for tournaments. I mean, I watch guys that do zero at a tournament. They just go grab their ski, yep. walk down to the dock, yep. put it on and go. And guess what? They do the exact same thing in, in practice and it works for them. And, I, and I that's, would, yeah. And I'm, I'm just added that, like you watch, like, you know, Will Asher comes to mind, you know, like, I mean, dude, he's just, I mean, he's just sort of sitting there. Like, he's, I mean, he doesn't do anything and, and some, you know people point that out. They're like, you know, he doesn't even have a routine. I'm like, Oh, you're wrong. He, he actually does have a routine. There it is. You know, he's, he's going to sit there and, and maybe it's a calming method, you know, and, and, you know, maybe he hasn't put that much thought into it, but it, it's his routine. It's the exact same, whether he's, you know, skiing on the bayou in, in Lafayette, Louisiana, or whether he's at the world somewhere, like it's, it's, that's his routine. If you think Will Asher does not have a, uh, pre-tournament routine <laughs> game plan, <laughs> 
you, you're, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. You know, these guys that you'll see things and what you see, you believe, you know, you think is, Oh, he's just, he's, he's doing nothing to prepare. Well, guess what? He's probably, you know, I mean, who knows what he's doing and I don't, I don't want to presume to know, but maybe there's, there's a, maybe he's visualizing, maybe he's got, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I can, I can go through what I do and I can give you, uh, you know, reasons why, I got to where I I've got to. I mean, it's definitely a trial and error along the way. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, everybody's everybody's pre-tournament routine is different. Uh, you can t- I've taken bits and pieces from different people uh, th- that seem to work. One of the things that I that I love about you know when I get into my real good tournament routine is what I find is that I I can I can find two to three keys that I'm working on in practice. And those keys are things that help me to maximize my skiing. Uh, it might be, I need to be wider on my gates, you know, and it might need, might be, you know, that I'm need to max, max lean by first wake or, you know, whatever those keys are that are working for me. What I try to do is I try to simplify those keys down into th- three, a word for each key. You know, so if I needed to be wider on the gates, then I'm going to probably use the term wide. So wide on the gates. Then if I need, if I'm, if I'm thinking that I've been pulling long, I want to make sure I max out at first wake, then I'm going to think first wake. And then maybe I've been coming off the handle too quickly. So I'm going to think about riding the handle a little bit longer. So my keys, my keys in that scenario would be wide, first wake, ride. Yep. You know, yeah. simplify them down. You're going so fast. There's no way you can be telling yourself sentences into there. Yeah. And then, so then what I want to do is I want to focus on those keys every time I'm practicing, every time okay. I'm there, I do my warm up for my practice like it's a tournament. I've got my keys rolling. And then when I, you know, just just a quick, the quick uh, fast forward to that is then I'm going to go to the tournament and all these things are going to try to mess me up. And all I'm really core focusing on is those three keys. And when I get done my set, yes, I'm going to evaluate how I did uh, from a buoy count because that is what a tournament is. But I also have to be more accountable to how well did I accomplish those keys because they were my weaknesses? How well did I do my keys? And uh, how am I going to grade myself on that? Yeah. It's like that kind of yeah. stuff. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a sidebar. Maybe I went too far. No, 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 no. no. And, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to circle back there anyway. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, you said, you know, uh, sorry, make it routine. So you want your every practice session to be, you know, just how you described how it's going to be similar to, or, or identical to a tournament. So does that mean that you're only running down the rope tournament style in your practices? No, I know that doesn't, it doesn't have to mean that because yeah. I need to, I need to be able to accomplish my keys. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you know, so you read, uh, Malcolm Gladwell and all that, and you have to, to be a master of something, what is it like 10,000 hours, mm-hmm. right? So the way I look at practice is that every, every pass you take, you have an opportunity to ski it at a higher level than you have before, which helps in your mastery of that pass. And then yeah. it's something like, I'm going to just break it down. Like somewhere in a, a th- if you've run a pass a thousand times, there's a real good chance you're not going to miss it. Yeah. You know, no matter what the condition is, it could be white capping sideways when rollers, what, I mean, the, the percentages just skyrocket after a thousand, let's say, and after 10,000, well, I mean, you, you pretty much, you pretty much are a master at it. So yeah, you're never going to miss it no matter what, because in that 10,000 times you've run it, you already know and have experienced all of these situations. Yep. 
Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so, and, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll echo that sentiment to back to, you know, practice, um, you know, trying to replicate tournament. Cause like, I do the same thing. So I'll do the exact same warm up. Um, and cause what I'm trying to find, like for me is I'm trying to find like this, I'm trying to find this easily, um, uh, or, or this really dependable emotional state, you know? So I'm going to go through my, 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 my physical warm up is, is, you know, it, it's, you know, it's just a bunch of dynamic movements, blah, blah, blah. It's the, but it is the exact same every single time. Um, you know, if you were to time it, whether I was at the worlds or whether I was, you know, at Aquaplex, it, it, it would be here in Texas. It would be, I, I mean, I bet you it would come out to within six or eight seconds of the exact same, you know, cause what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to feel, I'm trying to feel the, the same physical sensations that are going to then trigger the same emotional sensation. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get to a tournament and feel more nervous, you know, on, on a, on a Sunday than I did on, on any other Tuesday set, you know, and you really can, like there, there's a direct link between, you know, like, uh, physiology and, 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 and emotion. So if, if I can, if I can be in the exact same mental emotional state, every single practice round, th- then I'm going to be able to like, you know, like you said, routine, I'm going to be I'm going to be able to easily replicate that. So it's just, it's a great way of, of controlling emotions. And that's, and that's part of the training process, you know, like so many people, like, you, you know, they're going to, they're going to ski and ski and ski and ski. Great. And then other people are going to ski and they're going to work out and do some off water training as well, even better. But if you're not training that last component, which is, that's the, that's the hardest part, like, you know, being able to, 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 uh, control emotion, uh, arousal levels, it, like that's that's what makes you know good skiers great skiers. So I'm with you on that one. Make every single set the same. And this sounds super sterile, and it sounds no, it, you know, it runs at the risk of like we're training like robots. That's not it at all. Um, you know, it's light, it's lighthearted, but it's not. it's just what I it's just what I do, and it's it's really what you should be doing. It's just having, it's having a focus. It's, you know, if you watch a basketball players before they play a basketball game, you know, you can see they're, they're, they're there, but they're somewhere else. They're getting ready for that moment. You know, you have to be ready for these moments and to, you know, to not be is, is, is when you get let down at events. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, one of the things that jumped into my mind that is a, it's a sidebar maybe to where we're at in the conversation, but I think it is a good uh, segue into it would be. And I'll have you circle us back once we once we discuss this. Uh, but I think how do you make tournaments or how do you make practice feel like tournament so that when you get to that tournament, you don't feel like it's something completely different. And and one of the things that that I see a lot is people just practice at their home site with their home driver all the time, and then expose them and and, and choose the best conditions of the day. Yeah. And then go out and ski. And, and for me, one of my, one of the thoughts that jumped right into my mind was to expose yourself to different situations in practice. And whether that be to choose, you know, you and I have talked about this before, choose a, uh, a windier day or a crosswind day or, or one of those situations to also to, to put yourself in a situation like, oh, I just tied at nationals for, you know, third place. I have a runoff and I want that third place medal. I now have to go out off the dock at 35 off instead of my normal 28 off or whatever that yeah. line length is, or, you know, 
uh, exposing my some one of the things that I loved to do when I was in Orlando. I mean, I I ran Ski Tech down there, which is now the boarding school. I mean, one of if not the best, one of the best training and skiing sites in the world. Period. Um, you know, so you I trained there. I and, and that was that was you know it was ideal. But one of the things I loved was to hook up with a homie, uh, you know, over on the west side of town. And say, hey, we're going to meet at three o'clock today and let's ski. Now, when I rolled into that site, I mean, I, I and I was skiing against other pros and things like that. You know, I, I would make sure that, that that they knew right off the bat. I said, you know, even though that I'm just coming to practice, I just want you to know I want to kick your butt today. So we're going to go at it. And I just wanted everyone to know that let's be on point and let's 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 see where where we can get to. And so, in a way, I was basically able to change sites, change boats. Yeah change conditions, put, uh, the visual, you know, if you get used to the same visual at your lake and then you show up at, um, Swiss ski school on Lake Caroline and you're coming back from the far end, that first time you pull into that buoy one, uh, most people kind of are extremely distracted by the size of the trees, how close the shore is, whatever <laughs> that is. And I find that to be one of the, one another phenomenal site to ski. I've run a lot of 41s on that, on that lake. Uh, you know, so you know, exposing yourself to situations that you may or may not uh, yeah. experience in a tournament is huge. I don't know. What, yeah. what do, you, do you do yeah. things like that? Like, what, what do you think? I, about I, that? I, 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 sorry. I do think it's great. <clears throat> I don't have that luxury as much as I used to just, you know, because um, just with my work schedule and such. But but then to combat that, I'm, I do exactly like the, some of the other points we've already mentioned. One, I, uh, I book a time to ski for my own training. And, and then, so that's akin to a tournament. Um, and then two, I've gotten good enough at, at, um, uh, like sort of establishing and maintaining really specific arousal levels that, that now as different things pop up, at different sites, they don't bother me like they would have in the past. Um, so, but ideally, heck yes, ski, ski around, ski with, ski different lakes. But uh, again, if that's not an option for you, cause some people, they only have one, you know, maybe one lake in their, in their entire state that they can ski on. Um, you better be really good at, at, at the other two things, you know, skiing at a specific time and replicating, um, what you're hoping to feel at tournaments. Mm -hmm. and, and just to be clear and to finish that up real fast, that does not mean that every day I'm trying to go out and find a different lake and a different driver and all of these things. It's more like I want to be at my home site and I want to be training. And then I've got a tournament in three weeks. So let's say, once a week for the next three weeks, if I have the ability to go and find another site that I can ski at, that I know the driver and that they're going to give me a good pull yeah. and, and those things, I'm going to expose myself to that. And then I'm going to, when I finish my practice set or sets there, I'm going to evaluate how I did. And then I'm going to try to find as any weaknesses in, in, in what I see as how I approached it or how I accomplished my goals in that, in that that set. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to highlight that in my training again so that I'm ready and yeah. then, then expose myself again if I can. And if not, then I know I just got a little taste of it. That's it. I mean, and, and you yeah. can do that at home at your home site too. I mean, you can do, you can do well, so even, yeah, even like, you know, start from the opposite end of the lake. There's, there's a great what? one. If you, if you don't, if, yeah, if you don't have no, options. You can't do that. Can you? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I know. Good. Start at the other end. Start at the other end. Habit. 
Dude, we're crazy, man. We're crazy. I, I, it, it, I, uh, I, I ride with a crew of mountain bikers out here and it drives them nuts. I, I run the same track, the same direction in the same order every time. And I'm just like, dude, I, there's, that's just the, that's just, that's, that's what I do. Okay. So number one, you're going to chart the, your entire season so you can see where your peaks and plateaus, um, and you can, and you can work to them. You can work through them mm-hmm. to make sure you're training in a manner that absolutely replicates a tournament as closely as you can. And again, that doesn't mean running down the rope only, but it, it means, you know, everything, everything prior to, to, to being on the water. Um, three, change things up a little bit. You know, if you have to do a runoff, uh, you know, practice runoff situations, um, start at the other end of the lake, ski on a different lake, um, <clears throat> simple stuff, but stuff that just people just kind of breeze over and, and hoping that, you know, just kind of hope for the best on the weekend. So, so now we're, you know, now we're into, let's go to the, the tournament day, you know, like you were crazy successful for a bunch of years. What, you know, what, what, just any, any hints or tips on that day that, that, um, you know, you're able to refine over the years. You have to set your game plan. You cannot be on anybody else's game plan. And I think when I look at, when I look at, when I, when I'm at tournaments, let's just say I'm at my local class C tournament, you know, I can see, you see the guys and, Mm -hmm. and women that are, that are performing the way they want to perform, perform. You see that they have a plan. And not everyone's is the same, but they have a plan. And then you see the rest of the group who just are showing up and they're like, well, I practiced. Now it's a tournament. Well, we're going to have a good time with some friends. And, and that's what it's going to be. And I'm all for that if that's what your, what your deal is. But if you want to have you know, a great tournament season or maybe hit a PB or things like that, then you're going to need to put yourself into a game plan. Um, and, and whatever that is, that's working for you in practice, that's your game plan for the tournament. And we are going to stick to that game plan. We're going to be accountable for that game plan. We're going to be accountable for our keys. We're going to have ourselves ready to go. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that I see is, you know, I, I, I ski with people, uh, you know, that I, that I coached, you know, uh, over the years. And then I show up at the tournament and I see them stretching before they ski. And I You've go, never oh, done that ever in your life. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I know. I know. I just know. like, that's not your dude. You're, you're already. So all of a sudden you're doing something that you've never done or never do before. You or all of a sudden they're listening or all of a sudden they're like, they're, they got their headphones on and they're like bopping around. I'm like, dude, like you, I, I ski with you, you know, three days a week. You never do that. Why? What? And I get like, I get like some time, you know, and that, but again, that goes back to you not practicing how to how to um, <clears throat> find appropriate arousal levels or, or, or replicate this emotional state you're looking for? Like, so if you need music on the day to bring you up, that that's okay. But if you had trained, um, you know, if you had emotionally trained more successfully, you wouldn't need that. You know, exactly, exactly. It's, I mean, it's, I, it's, I would say I had some. So I had some times at tournaments that I had headphones in. Me too. I wasn't even listening to them. It was really, I was just trying to make sure that people could see that I had headphones on so I could maybe have just a little bit of time to myself to do my thing. And, you know, and sometimes I did have music in, but I was, it was low. I mean, for, for me right now, I drive to the lake. So when I drive to the lake, I have music I listen to and, uh, you, you know, I mean, I'm, it's funny. I I listen to, you know, rap music or, uh, you know, hip hop or whatever you want to talk about. There's something about the, the bass beats to that, that get me fired up and, 
And when I hear that kind of music, then then I know it's uh, it's like I'm I'm preparing for war. I'm I'm ready to go. I mean that's a that's a really harsh statement. Yeah. So, but you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm preparing. Yeah. I'm getting ready yeah. for what's coming next. And and my body hears that stuff and it knows. Now I don't cruise around town listening to that stuff uh, on the day to day. You know, but when I'm heading to the lake, I'll have my sports radio on like I normally do every day. And then I, all yeah. of a sudden I just have this moment and it's urge and I change the change the station or dial something up on my phone and and bam, there I go. And 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 I would say ninety nine out of a hundred times I roll into the lake, I have something that's stoking me out when I get there, you know. So yeah. same thing, same thing. Like you got you gotta yeah. when you get to the tournament. So, you know, those types of things, you, you have to you have to go with what works for you and stick exactly, to your exactly, routine. Yeah. And and that's and you're gonna learn you know and and, and I learned and I, I just learned too late, man. Like you know it's kind of you know I, I to me it's authenticity, right? <clears throat> like you have to do what's authentic to yourself. And, and there's going to be a learning process. And like you had already touched on it, you know, you've, you've picked up some stuff from other people. I've picked up some stuff from other people, but, but you have to, you have to do what works best for you. And if that's listening to music, that's, that's fine too. Or, or if it is stretching, that's fine too. Or if you're the guy that has his life jacket on 30 minutes before, <laughs> before you take off, yep. uh, you just see some weird things at terms. You know, if, if that's what works for you on every other day, that's great. You know, then just, just be authentic, you, you know, and that's I, I like, Oh, 2009 worlds. And, and then you, I'm going to have you share one too. 2009 worlds for me. I mean, I, I was skiing crazy good. I was 100% skiing well enough to win the tournament. 100%. I'd been up, you know, it was up in Calgary, Canada. I'd been there for six weeks. Um, I was skiing with Thomas Moore. Um, <clears throat> and, and I just, the last two weeks, man, I, I, I couldn't, I just could not, not run three at 41. And, and I was like, okay, dude, this, this is it, you know? And, and, and two days before solemn, I skied on the back lake, which is, you know, n- notoriously short. And, you know, I, it's supposedly difficult to run three or 41 on, on the back leg. So I'm just like, like, I was so skiing, I was skiing so well, but I didn't have a plan. You know, I was, I was just cruising around, just, you know, just doing what other people were doing. And, and so, you know, come tournament day, done, fall around one ball at 39, you know, and, and I can look back on it and, and I, you know, I did everything, man. I skied, I skied as well as I could. I worked out as hard as I could for the two years prior and I did everything except for, for that. I, I did, I just didn't have any authenticity. I was, I was, you know, tournament day rolls around and I'm like the, the, you know, the tough, cool guy, you know, mean look on my face, music bopping around. I'm just like, I, I don't even know who that guy is. I didn't ski like that. You know, yeah. that's not the way I, so, so you, you, you know, you've got to, you've just got to find what works for you and, and do it. And so if you're the guy who's hanging out on the dock, smiling, laughing, joking, or you're the dude reading a book in the corner, or you're the dude with the headphones on, you know, running and, and whatever, just, just, just be that know. guy every day. Yeah, man, that's it. So do you, do you have one where, where looking back, you're like, if, if I had only done this, I, I would have had a different, different outcome. You know, I, uh, I don't have an actual event. I mean, I'm sure I have a million events because I, ha- you know, I evaluate everything. But one of the things that clicked in my head that I just realized was, you know, I got to a tournament. I was on the dock. I was, you know, I was feeling nervous. Yes, Chris Rossi feels nervous at tournaments. I'm pretty sure I can speak for Trent. Yes, he feels nervous at tournaments. Way it's more- nervous. Guess what? It's normal to feel nervous at a tournament. It's that is your body getting ready. It's telling you my adrenaline's pumping. I'm getting ready to go out there. I'm being, I'm, I'm preparing 
to be ready for anything that comes at me. So that is a normal and okay thing. So yep. one of the things that the biggest thing I've found about myself, okay, in practice, and, and you've driven me and you know, you know, yep. I'll go out there, I'll run my 32 off. I, I sit down on the water while, while we're shortening and I am totally BSing with the driver, with the group. I might be, I might be chatting about uh, what I did well there, all the things that I messed up, whatever those things are, I'm chatty, right? And then yeah. I found myself and I'm getting to, I'm at, I'm at this big tournament and it's, you know, I really want to ski well. And what am I doing? I'm in the water. I've got a grimace face on. I'm not talking. I look like I'm about to, you know, get in a fight, <laughs> you know, and then, and then I go out and I just like, I don't have that experience that I'm looking for. I don't perform yeah. well. And I go, man, I was focused. I was driven. I was ready to go. Yeah. Why didn't this work? And then I had, I had this realization. I'm like, I don't practice that way. I know, dude. I, 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 I have this exact, I I learned that like, you know, only in the last five, six, maybe five, six years where I'm like, now I'm like, dude, like I, I, I look forward to certain drivers for as much as, as, as I want to chat with them as, as I do their amazing drivers, like Van Parker, Chad Scott, um, Mario Pagosi, Addy Asher, like those guys, when they set me down, they'll talk to me, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that, it, it, and it's exactly that. Like it, it's, it's calming for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny for some drivers, it's completely unsettling. They're like, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be talking to the athlete and they, like, it'll throw them off a little bit, but, but it is, it's calming for me. I want to talk. Hey, you know, how did that feel? Cool. I felt, it didn't feel like good on my end. This won't be better. Da, 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 da. You know, how, how's, how's the family, whatever, you know, if that's how you practice. Then, then, yeah, that's how you should. Uh, if that's the judge is tight, if the judge is tight, I can see it. They're like they're sitting there and they're just so tight. I will look at the judge and I'll be like, "Hey, I need you to chill out, man. We're just out here having fun. <laughs> like, what are you so puckered for? Let's let's have a good time here, you know? Because mm. I'm like, I need that vibe, you know. I need that vibe, yeah. and that's something that's that's important to me. So let's get back because we're, you know, let's get back. Yeah. Let's get back to this. So, so I, I wrote down a couple things. Uh, just, just for tournament day. Uh, I know this this show is off the cuff, but I just had a couple of things. I'm going to run down them real fast and then, uh, you can add to that or, or, uh, or, or, or oppose some of them or whatever. But I just wrote down (laughs) on tournament day, set your game plan before you even get to the lake, you know, know what you're going to run. Obviously you need to adjust it once you, once you get there and see the conditions and, and whatnot, be warmed up and ready to go, whatever that means, but stick to the plan that you have in practice. Uh, understand that nerves are good. I've the worst tournaments I've ever skied. I wasn't nervous. I was not ready to ski, uh, or something happened. You want to feel something if you don't, well, good for you, but I just want you to know, most of us do feel, feel something. Uh, then number three is know that all of your preparation has got you ready for this moment. So you have nothing to be afraid of, set your intentions and go after them. You know, just, just go attack. It's attack, attack, attack. That doesn't mean be a, go out there and just go, go wild. It means attack, you know, don't, don't be timid. Uh, you know, another thought was, you know, or, or don't be uh, to be proactive, you know, don't be waiting for something to happen. Go attack. You know, it's it's your time on the water. You, you, you signed up for this event. You wanted to ski this event. Don't shy away from that moment. Go and make it your moment. And speaking of moments, you need to be in the moment at every point that you're skiing. You make a bad turn. 
you're not thinking about that bad turn as you're going to the next buoy. You have, you need to have the shortest memory possible. You also need to not be looking into the future like, oh, I had a bad one, so how am I going to get to six? You need to be worried about <laughs> how to get to two in the best place you can, how to make the best two you can make to set up three. You know, that that's that that kind of thing. And then like I said, if you're a if you're a talker in practice, be a talker in a tournament. If you're a focus skier and and, and you don't talk to the boat in practice, then then don't start that in the tournament you know, and, yep. and just stick to your game plan. So those, those are just quick ones that came off my head to just no. give, give people an understanding. Do you have anything to that? Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, all that, that's, I mean, yes, 100%. And, it, and it's in, for some people, it's going to be obvious. Other people, it's going to be like, Oh, guilty, man. I, 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 I you know, I don't do that. Um, for me, this is going to really resonate with some people and for other people, it's going to be like, yeah, don't, don't get it. But, but for me, um, like, you know, go back to that arousal level, right? Like how, how nervous do I want to be or, or like meaning excited? Uh, how low do I want to be? And, and, and so what I, what, what I've done is, is, is I've found a, a level that works best for me. And for me, it's, I just call it seven, you know, so it's not meaning out of 10. So <clears throat> I want my arousal level, my excitement level, my level of nerves to be at a, at a, just a nice seven, you know, not, and I, and I will like, you know, I'll get on the dock and you know, this, the skier before me is on the water and, and I'll just, I'll self-evaluate. And if, and if I'm at a, if I'm at a four, then I'll, I'll start jumping around to get my blood flowing a little bit da, 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 up to that seven. If I'm at a, if I'm at an eight or a nine, I'll go sit down, put my feet in the water, try and try and find that, you know, that perfect seven. For some people it's a nine. They want to be like vibrating. They're, they're so ready to roll for other people. You know, you, you look at Will Asher and you, for me, I'm like, dude, that guy looks like he's at about a three. Like he's just so cool, <laughs> you know? So, Maybe you know, that's this, kind of his it, game plan, bro. Well, yeah, man. But, you know, so I, I think being able to recognize that, and again, that goes back to being able to recognize it in practice. Where do you best operate? And we all operate best at a different different arousal level. Um, <clears throat> so if you, you know, start start just being a little bit more aware of your, of your, of your body, of your emotions and practice. And you're going to be able to replicate that, replicate that in a tournament. I can find it in about five seconds, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that one's really important to me. Um, yeah. And then everything else, you know, that list was spot on, you know, I, I think just, again, like I just go back to it, be, be authentic to yourself, do what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, going back to your, uh, you know, that you like to operate at a seven, or whatever. I'm sure many of you have seen me at a tournament and you see me walking the shore. You know, I've, I've already kind of warmed up or I'm getting warmed up and I start walking, walking the shore of the, I might walk all the way around the lake. If it's a private lake, I might walk up and down what I can. You know, if I'm at Okahili, I'm just walking on the walking path, but I want to get a, I want to get a, a look. I'm, I'm walking because my seven was a nine. And I need to, I, I want to take that down just a little bit. And so I go for a walk. I find ways to calm myself down. So I think that, 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 but, but it doesn't have to be, I don't, I'm not trying to get to a one again. You know, I, I like that you said you need to be at a seven, you know, or whatever it is. Each person will be different. So yes. find, find your game plan, practice it all the time in practice have, have focus on what you want to accomplish those goals, be accountable. And one, one huge thing when my tournament sets are over and I'm, and I go home that night or, or yeah. before I even leave the lake, I have my logbook and I go and I react to how I skied each round, you know, and, and yeah. then my overall assessment of what the tournament was like and what I could have, what I did well, what I could have done better and, and, and grade myself. And so be accountable for it so that when I go home now, 
it's time to start over.